Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Well, it's not looking good, but there's still hope. There's still air in that thing. Conceivably, that mini submarine that's uh, perhaps sitting on the Titanic, we don't know. It may have imploded. It may be down there. It may be on the surface somewhere. They are looking in an area the size of Connecticut, which sounds to me like the entire operation, uh, this whole idea of looking for the Titanic and that rickety thing, was probably not a good idea, and it is rickety. Look at the company's own language in the waiver they make people fill out. It reads as follows. This experimental vessel has not been approved or certified by any regulatory body and could result in physical injury, emotional trauma, or death. Yikes. Uh, doesn't sound like it's ready to carry anybody anywhere. And... Um, Guy over at CBS uh, went on a ride on this thing last summer. David Pogue is his name, and I think he got the heebie-jeebies about this thing. I couldn't help noticing how many pieces of this sub seemed improvised. We can use these off-the-shelf components. I got these from uh, Camper World. We run the whole thing with this game controller. <laughs> Come on! It seems like this submersible has some elements of MacGyver-y jerry-riggedness. I mean, you're putting construction pipes as ballast. I don't know if I'd use that description of it, um, but there's certain things that you want to be uh, buttoned down. So the pressure vessel is not macgyver at all because that's where we work with Boeing and NASA and the University of Washington. Everything else can fail. Your thrusters can go, your lights can go, you're still gonna be safe. So that guy is down there. He's the head of the company. His name is Stockton Rush, and he's down there. We hope he's okay, along with his friends and customers. But did you see the, the controller? It looks like, yeah, it's, it's, it's a leftover Game Boy. This is crazy. Uh, we had an update, several of them actually, from the Coast Guard. We know there's about, uh, there's about 40 hours of, of breathable air uh, left based on that initial report. Again, uh, that was just the initial report based on 96 hours uh, from when the vessel... Um, Captain, Captain, Captain. If the sub is located, that's a question that then, then the, uh, the experts need to look at what is the best course of action uh, for recovering the sub. But I think it's going to depend on that particular situation and, uh, and if we encounter that. Not sounding very optimistic, uh, are they? 
Oh boy, well, we really could use a miracle right now. Wouldn't it be great? If you want to see the Titanic, you can actually go online and see every picture that could ever be taken of the Titanic. All the pictures have already been taken. There's an amazing 3D kind of experience you can have with the Titanic. You don't have to go underneath, but wouldn't it be beautiful if they somehow found these people alive? Let's hope and pray. All right, Hunter. Sweetheart deal for the fortunate son, right? Must be nice to be a president's son, a senator's son. Remember that song by Credence Clearwater Revival? More on that in a moment. What is the sweetheart arrangement? Hunter, well, will plead guilty to two tax misdemeanors. Struck a deal to resolve a felony gun charge and uh, no prison, no prison whatsoever. That does not seem to be even an option at this point. The laptop, the laptop, we're told, wasn't even a factor in the investigation, at least according to Hunter's rather cryptic lawyer. Do you have any idea if um, Hunter Biden's laptop had anything to do with this investigation? Was it used? I don't. No, I don't. I mean, Were you I, ever asked about it? Um, I can't recall being asked about it, to be honest with you. Um, but there's nothing about the the situation that's being that's been filed that has a thing to do with the laptop. Why not? I don't know. You'd have to ask the prosecutors. Now, do we believe him? <laughs> does it have anything to do with the laptop? One more time, that little part. Does it have anything to do with the laptop? I mean, Were you I, ever asked about it? Um, I can't recall being asked about it, to be honest with you. Um, but... Uh, I don't recall, but uh, you never know, possibly conceivably, but uh, you'll have to ask somebody else. That guy, oh, by the way, the law firm where he works, guess who his law partner is? Liz Cheney's husband. How about that for, for Swamp, huh? So the fortunate son, Hunter Biden, has, uh, well, somehow he got away with it. Did he? How about that song? Credence Clearwater Revival. You know, You've heard it, right? How does it go? We can't use it because, well, it costs a lot of money, but there are these lyrics in the middle of the song. Some folks are born silver spoon in hand. Lord, they don't help themselves. But when the tax man come to the door, Lord, the house looking like a rummage sale. Yeah. Isn't that interesting, huh? Tax man comes for the kid with the silver spoon and they don't have the money to pay. You know, for all the talk of Donald Trump's tax returns and all the trouble they're putting him through, nothing about the taxes. Isn't that interesting? Joe Biden is a rich man somehow, and looks like so is his son as well. Is he going to not face any gun charge? Looks that way. He did. Well, he can't be trusted with a weapon. I mean, just look at this from the laptop, this text exchange back and forth. Haley stole the gun out of my trunk lockbox and threw it in a garbage can full to the top at Jansen, some store downtown, then told me it was my problem to deal with. Yeah, these people should not have guns. Uh, then, then when the police uh, then when the police, the FBI, the Secret Service came on the scene, she told them she took it. All right. All kinds of drama between him, Haley and the rest and no consequences. He had a pretty massive tax bill, which we think was cleared up by his friend, just a friend named Kevin Morris, a big shot in the music industry. 
He became friends with Hunter a few years ago and now pays his bills and, well, gives him rides on private jets. When Hunter had to show up for that um, paternity matter in Arkansas, uh, he took a private jet, took his friend's private jet, where he pleaded poverty upon arrival. Remember this, right? And Hunter has actually won the case, reportedly. New York Post had a story up today that said Hunter will uh, see his payments to his daughter, his unacknowledged daughter, but it is his daughter, paternity tests confirm, cut by 75%. He'll pay a lot less money, and the child will not be able to uh, have the last name Biden. How about that? That's something that Hunter fought. And what about Joe? You know, Joe is a proud grandparent. The president of the United States has an illegitimate granddaughter out there, unacknowledged by him and Hunter. So the next time Joe starts bragging about his grandkids, like when he did it this time. How many of you have been unable to hug your grandkids in the last seven months? I got six of them. All right. Well, just remember, every time he starts talking about his grandkids, he's leaving out one, a beautiful girl named Navy, who's about eight years old now in Arkansas. And her single mom and they're trying to make a go of it in Arkansas. And that guy is not taking care of him. And he certainly has the means to do so. Hey, call up that rich uh, music friend of Hunter's if you have to. You keep hearing that the prosecutor who arranged this sweetheart deal for Hunter is Trump. Appointed. This is a Trump person all day long on the fake news. Trump appointed. Trump appointed. Well, there are a couple of hard facts here. This was a Trump appointed U.S. attorney in Delaware. U.S. attorney David Weiss. He was appointed by former President Trump. It was struck with a Trump appointed federal prosecutor, David Weiss, in Delaware. Yeah, not really. No, that's such a look. David Weiss is essentially a career prosecutor in and out of government service since the 1980s, okay, since the Reagan administration. He worked for Reagan. He worked for both Bushes and Obama. Take a look at all these presidents, okay? Uh, a lot. Plus, you can throw in Donald Trump at the end. Donald Trump never met this guy, okay? There are thousands of people who have to be appointed. And unfortunately, the first time around, Donald Trump relied on the swamp thinking that they would act in good faith and give him good people and people would want to do the best for the country and not try to undermine Trump and help his enemies. But it has not worked out that way. Take a look. Is this the end of it? My understanding is that we're done. The statement from the prosecutor's office, from Weiss's office, said the investigation is ongoing. This is the statement announcing that criminal charges have been filed. It's obviously not the statement about the plea agreement. Are, are, are you led to believe that that investigation is ongoing, will be dropped once this plea deal is made official? I'm not led to believe anything. That's Mr. Weiss's statement. I think there's going to be a court proceeding. I think there are going to be agreements that are going to come out about the court proceeding. And I think... Will everyone will see what happens once that occurs? All right. So it's already been decided. And um, in this crazy kind of behind the scenes, not a democracy place, they'll tell us when they're ready to tell us. So is this justice for uh, Hunter Biden for the rest of us? No. But this is a bizarro moment in America's history, right? What else is going on that makes no sense? A lot. George Floyd, 
civil rights icon? I don't think so. Uh, the Horns guy and his friends on January 6th, worse than Al-Qaeda? No. The loss in Afghanistan was a loss. It wasn't a uh, strategic accomplishment, uh, logistics and all the stuff I heard about. Oh, we moved so many planes in so short amount of time. No, it was a horrible loss. Dr. Rachel Levine? is not a person who should be talking about children or even be near children. Leah Thomas is not a champion woman swimmer. Leah Thomas is an abomination. Uh, let's see. We've got the Labor Day speech. Joe Biden, this was in a speech to unify. He's not an empathetic guy. He is a divider and a hater. The FBI, once a long time ago, a professional bipartisan, nonpartisan law enforcement agency that ended a long time ago. Merrick Garland, what can we say? Thank God he's not on the Supreme Court. Joe Biden in that silly Corvette in the garage, classified documents back there, and nobody seems to remember. Nobody cares. That China balloon shot down just after it flew over the continental United States. Did that make one lick of sense? Somehow Hunter Biden gets to not go to jail. No more questions asked. I don't think Congress is going to leave it at that. But we all knew that Hunter was up to something, didn't we? Was that your laptop? For real, I don't know. I know, but, but you know that's... This I is really a, don't know okay. if the answer is. That's you don't know yes answer. or no if the laptop was yours. I don't have any yours. idea. I have no idea. So it could have been yours. Of course, certainly. It, 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 there could be a laptop out there that was stolen from me. There could be that I was hacked. It could be that there was the that it was Russian intelligence. It could be that it was stolen from me. And you, you didn't drop off a laptop to no. be repaired no. in Delaware? Not no. that I remember at all. At all. So... We'll see. We'll see. Is this it? Is this? It can't be it. We mentioned Congress, and uh, I don't think it's over. Joe Biden says, well, what does Joe Biden say a few hours ago? I'm very proud of my son. Yeah, this is not the first time Joe has claimed pride in Hunter on a ignominious day. Can we call it that? Who remembers when Hunter was discovered to be going out with Bo Biden's wife? Uh, in other words, his sister-in-law. Yeah. Once Bo was dead, they started dating. It was a horrible, horrible situation. It would ruin or destroy or at least embarrass any family, any normal family. What did the Bidens put out? When it became apparent, when it became public that Hunter was going out with his sister-in-law, we are lucky that Hunter and Haley found each other as they were putting their lives together again after such sadness. They have mine and Jill's full and complete support, and we are happy for them. They will say anything to gain and keep power, even this hideous stuff. Wow. All right. Stay tuned, and we'll be right back. All right, I actually have a few more things to say about Hunter. It's actually not all his fault. A lot of it's Joe Biden's fault. Absolutely. Sorry, let's face it. It's the number one family in a way in the country, right? Everyone's kind of looking at him and talking about him. Not as much as the Trumps, but they are the subject of some interest. And I looked up Joe's book. I wanted to find out more about this family. And there's an interesting little moment there. 
In the middle of one of our hangaround days, this is when Hunter was a kid, I put the question to him. So, Hunter, what do you want to be when you grow up? I want to be important. And Joe says, I knew what he meant. I knew what he meant. I want to be important. I knew what he meant. This is where you sit the kid down and say, wait a second, you just don't be important for importance sake. What kind of goal is that? You figure out how you can contribute or how you can do something great. And the importance is like a byproduct of that, right? I think that is, look, I don't think he was a very good role model. Sorry. Obviously, he wasn't. We have seen the results. Anyway, the fake news is covering for Joe and Hunter, downplaying this in their own way. Uh, today, actually, this was big news. Look at what they did on MSNBC. They kept talking about Trump. Trump has pleaded not guilty to 37 counts. Wasn't that last week? Yes, it was. They called this breaking news today. All day long, stuff about Trump that they said was breaking news, but it wasn't. Next, breaking news. Trump's best people ramp up criticism of him. Hello? I mean, they've been saying nasty stuff about Trump uh, since Trump, since he came down the escalator. Uh, that is not breaking news. MSNBC, their signature political show with that rhino, Nicole Wallace. Let's see, how much time did they spend on Trump? An hour and five minutes, 12 minutes on Hunter. Hunter was actually, stuff happened. The guy's about to plead guilty. This was, anyway, you see what happens? And then they say crazy stuff like this. They are so in the tank for the Bidens. What does, what do they owe this guy? Take a look. And by the way, everybody needs to back off Joe Biden about this. He loves his son. Back off. It is okay for him to love his son, and there's nothing wrong with it. They have no evidence of any kind of wrongdoing by Joe Biden, and it infuriates me that they're using this heartbreak against Joe Biden in this way. It's just not right. Yeah, I mean, David, I think some of what Claire's getting at is there was an effort to smear Joe Biden for a voice message. He left his son that just says, I love you, pal. you got to get some help. The fact that, that we live in a time where that's a political bomb to even be thrown is such an indictment of this political moment. Keep talking. You're indicting yourselves. These two. I'm not back off. Back off. What? Love? It was just about love? No, it was about hiding corruption. That voicemail? I love you, son. Uh, I think we're clear on China. This is the voicemail they're talking about. Hey, pals, Dad. It's 815. Um on uh, Wednesday night, if you get a chance, give me a call. Not, nothing urgent. Just want to talk to you. I thought the article, at least the thing on online, it's going to be printed tomorrow in the Times, was good. I think it's clear. And uh, anyway, um, if you get a chance, give me a call. I love you. You know what the article was about in the New York Times? All about Hunter and China. And that involves Joe, potentially. The I love you part, that's... That's like saying goodbye. I think you're in the clear. The coast is clear. Remember, Hunter went to China with Vice President Biden, met with a Communist Party affiliated official in the hotel lobby. What's going on there? And this phone call, which how have they not been pressed about this? Joe Biden can go through life as a president and not be asked about this crazy phone call. I have another New York Times reporter calling about my representation of the, literally, Dr. Patrick Coe 
the spy chief of China. He started the company that my partner, who was worth $323 billion, found it. It is now missing. The richest man in the world is missing, who was my partner. He was missing since I last saw him in his $58 million apartment and signed a $4 billion deal to be build the largest LNG port in the world. Uh, China spy chief, partner, deals, billions. Uh, <laughs> nothing to see here. Nothing at all. Wow. This can't be over. It can't be over. All right. Now moving on to the big Donald Trump, Brett Baer interview. Did you see it? The fake news is swooning over Brett Baer. Ooh, they love this uh, because... He hassled President Trump. I thought President Trump did uh, great. And actually, well, my takeaways are different from the fake news. Um, watch this. This is what they got very excited about. They thought this was bad for Trump, great for Brett Baer. I think it shows us all that the whole damn thing is rigged. But take a look. Vice President Mike Pence is running against you. Yeah. Your ambassador to the United Nations, Nikki Haley, she's running against you. Your former Secretary of State, Mike Pompeo, said he's not supporting you. You mentioned National Security Advisor John Bolton. He's not supporting you either. You mentioned Attorney General Bill Barr. Uh, says you shouldn't be president again. Uh, calls you the consummate narcissist and troubled man. You recently called and uh, Barr a, a gutless pig. Uh, your second defense <laughs> These secretary are all a, uh, a badge of honor for President Trump, in this my week, opinion. You and your White characters. Oh, watch Kelly, this one. Weak and ineffective and born with a very small brain. You called your acting White House chief of staff, Mick Mulvaney, a born loser. You called your first all secretary right, of Mick state, Mulvaney, Tillerson, and all these people that and most Americans don't Bell, know, never knew, or if they knew, they have forgotten. What's really important here? Are these people and their feelings and their opinions important? No, I think this is important. I hired 10 to 1 that were fantastic. We had a great economy. We had phenomenal people in charge of the economy. We had phenomenal people in the military. I'm not a fan of Millie, and I'm not a fan of certain of the television people. But I knocked out ISIS. I defeated ISIS. They said, Mattis, it would take three years, and I don't think we can do it. I did it in a period of, like, four weeks. Uh, good for him. And he did beat ISIS. <laughs> Never gets any credit. ISIS? Anybody remember the Islamic State of Iraq and Syria? They took over about 20% of the Middle East. Gone. Gone. And he said he would beat them. <laughs> We're just not used to people following up on their campaign pledges. Nobody would be tougher on ISIS than Donald Trump. Nobody. <laughs> I will find within our military, I will find the General Patton, or I will find General MacArthur. I will find the right guy. I will find the guy that's going to take that military and make it really work. Nobody, nobody will be pushing us around. So what's more? The guy turned out to be him. The guy turned out to be Trump himself. What's more important, beating ISIS or the feelings and opinions of some guy named Mickey, Mickey Mulvaney? And where is he? I think there was a problem apparent a long time ago. There he is. 
<laughs> not looking happy back when he was chief of staff. All right. So a lot of folks, uh, I think, came to the Trump administration. And even if they didn't work in the Trump administration, everybody is supposed to kind of work together for the greater good of the country in Washington, D.C. Ever hear of something called good faith coming together in good faith? Good faith. What is the definition of good faith? A sincere intention to be fair open and honest. What a naive feeling, what a naive thought that I should have that they would work in good faith in Washington, D.C. Comey, did he come to meet with President Trump that night in Trump Tower in good faith or at this moment in the White House? No. The plot was already in full swing. It was in full swing, Operation Crossfire Hurricane, from the Republicans, from the Democrats, from the Bushes. Take a look at this guy. We had a psychological profile of Donald Trump. We had psychological profiles of Donald Trump's team. We analyzed the organization. We understood the fissures in it. We knew where the factions were. And we did everything we could to antagonize him, to destabilize him. We did everything we could to cause chaos within his organization. We take some pride because I think that we're one of the first groups that really hurt him over the last five years politically by turning and attacking him. Wow, turning people against each other in his organization, which was the White House. That's a Republican, Steve Schmidt, who helped bring us the Iraq war, by the way. Um, they never wanted to give him a chance, in part because Trump, well, declared war on them. Now, we all like this when he said it, and I still like it, and I hope he can make good on it next time. For too long, a small group in our nation's capital has reaped the rewards of government while the people have borne the cost. Washington flourished but the people did not share in its wealth. Politicians prospered, but the jobs left and the factories closed. The establishment protected itself, but not the citizens of our country. Their victories have not been your victories. Their triumphs have not been your triumphs. And while they celebrated in our nation's capital, there was little to celebrate for struggling families all across our land. That all changes starting right here and right now. That was beautiful to you and me, but for the swamp, <laughs> they knew they had to stop him. Damn the country, right? Just stop him. We'll be right back. Hey, it's Tony Marino, host of the Newsmax Daily Podcast, your 20-minute daily news update. I have to tell you how the Eden Pure Thunderstorm Air Purifier is making my life Eden better. It uses proven oxy technology that quickly destroys viruses, odors, and mold pretty much anywhere in your home and fast. It's only about the size of your hand, so you can plug it in anywhere. Behind a sofa, behind a bed, 
quickly eliminates odors from trash cans, litter boxes, cigarette smoke, cigar smoke, or whatever. Gone. I have one in the kitchen, another in the bedroom. The thunderstorm sends out O3 molecules which destroy odors, viruses, and mold with air so pure you can smell it. And we are loving our Eden Pure Thunderstorm Air Purifiers. Right now, you can save $200 on an Eden Pure Thunderstorm 3-pack and start enjoying your whole home again. Get three units for under 200 bucks. Put one anywhere you need clean, fresh air. And if you travel, take it with you for hotel rooms. Simply go to EdenPureDeals.com and put in discount code GREG to save $200. That's Eden, E-D-E-N, PureDeals.com, discount code GREG, and shipping is free. So what do we think of this uh, sweetheart deal? It's a sweetheart deal. Way too lenient. And it shouldn't be over. I hope it's not over. Two tax misdemeanors. Give me a break. And that felony gun charge just kind of goes away. Uh, this guy seems to be in deep with a lot of things. Oh, yeah, the gun. Well, fortunately, he'll never be able to own a gun again. This guy does not. Uh, no, not responsible enough. Not at all. Reckless man. Eric Eggers joins us, vice president of the Government Accountability Institute. He's an expert on these matters. And Craig Shirley, the historian, welcome back. Um, Eric, are you surprised? And what do you make of the timing of this uh, arrangement? No, the timing's incredibly interesting, Greg. You know, I think Martin Luther King said the arc of the moral universe is long, but it bends towards justice. And what we now know is that the United States Department of Justice was actually more interested in investigating Martin Luther King than they were Hunter Biden, despite mountains of evidence that suggests that Hunter Biden is knee-deep in a variety of schemes. You mentioned two misdemeanors and uh, a diversion to a drug treatment program. That's a Wednesday for Hunter Biden. Um, and so I think you have to consider the fact that this is happening while you have this unprecedented moment of the former president of the United States, Donald Trump, facing 37 charges and up to 400 years in prison. And it's one of the reasons why I think people are outraged. There appear to be two very clear and distinct systems of justice in this country. Uh, I think the timing, if anything, makes it try to make the prosecution of Donald Trump seem more palatable because Hunter Biden got some form of justice, but it's not very much justice at all. Now, let's look at some uh, some things we've learned over the past couple of months. The millions of dollars that have come from, say, China to the Biden family through intermediaries. These are allegations, but the uh, House Oversight Committee seems to have uh, hard and fast uh, paperwork here. We've got uh, China, we've got Ukraine, and we've got Romania, and we have actually identified members of the Biden family that uh, allegedly received these funds. Now, that part of the investigation, I mean, it's independent of the Justice Department, but there's still velocity. There's still momentum there. Uh, right, uh, right, Eric? No, absolutely. Remember, when the House Republicans announced what they've done so far, they said they've looked at four of 12 bank accounts linked to the Biden family. That tells us there's eight more still to go. We also have things that apparently the U.S. investigation chose not to look at and ignore, which is the fact that the, the Bidens emailed about the fact that they were violating the Foreign Agent Registration Act, fair violations. They're representing, as you noted, it's a risk board of uh, corruption across the globe. And they are setting up meetings with U.S. officials on behalf of these foreign entities. That's a fair violation in and of itself. So for whatever reason, they were chosen not to be prosecuted for that. But that doesn't mean that House Republicans can't continue to look at tax records, bank records, and look for other ways to bring Hunter Biden to justice. Craig Shirley, uh, from a historical standpoint, I heard on the fake news today, this is historic. We have never seen anything like it. But 
It seems like a big whoop to me. And uh, there have been some presidential family members who have gotten into some trouble before, right? Yes, but nothing like this. This is historical, and it's big whoop-de-doo. Uh, no presidential family has ever reached this level of corruption with this widespread in the family. You've had corrupt presidents in the past, like Warren G. Harding, Lyndon Johnson, uh, other uh, the Clintons, uh, other presidents like that, but nothing to this uh, extent. And as a matter of fact, you've had a lot of noble uh, uh, presidential uh, children uh, Teddy Roosevelt, uh, his oldest son, his, one of his sons, Quentin, was shot down and killed in uh, World War One. His other son, Teddy Roosevelt Jr., was on was at D-Day, was on Normandy Beach on on January on July on uh, June sixth. Uh, all four FDR sons served in war zones, served in combat during World War Two. So you have a lot of examples. Of course, John Adams had three sons. One went on to become president, the other ambassador to the, Nether to the Netherlands, and the third became the town drunk. Uh, so you have uh, a lot of uh, examples of actually noble behavior by, by the children of American presidents, or at least acceptable, uh, but nothing like this whatsoever, Greg. All right. Hey, what do we make of this lawyer, the lawyer for, I guess, Hunter Biden? One of like six attorneys he's got, oh, by the way, was on the fake news today, kind of gloating and being a little bit uh, odd. Take a look. Do you have any idea if um, Hunter Biden's laptop had anything to do with this investigation? Was it used? I don't. No, I don't. I mean, Were you I, ever asked about it? Um, I can't recall being asked about it, to be honest with you. Um, but there's nothing about the the situation that's being that's been filed that has a thing to do with the laptop. Why not? I don't know. You'd have to ask the prosecutors. Uh, uh, Eric, I think that there's something a little bit shifty about that guy. I think gloating is underselling it. If I was him, I'd be taking out like ads in Times Square. I got Hunter Biden off despite a mountain of evidence. We have pictures on his laptop. We have emails in which they detail. Uh, corrupt business practices. We know that at every step of the way, the Bidens take every measure possible to try to obfuscate and obscure just how integrated Joe Biden is to the schemes. We've got FBI whistleblowers saying that five million in bribes went to Hunter, five million in bribes went to Joe Biden. And yet the only thing he's facing is two misdemeanors and a drug diversion thing. Remember, actually, in 2016, he had a rental car that was found with a crack pipe, and his ID and some other stuff. And the FBI and law enforcement tried to talk to him, and they couldn't talk to him then, because guess why? He was in a drug treatment facility. He just chose not to answer the phone. When you're Hunter Biden, things are good. So I guess this lawyer, you know, if you have other people that have tax problems or facing legal charges, you know, Donald Trump's in a heap of legal trouble. Maybe he doesn't need a lawyer. Maybe he just needs a drug addiction that he can blame it all on, because it seemed to work for Hunter Biden. Yeah. Gentlemen, thank you very much. It's not over. It's not over. It's not over. Eric Eggers, Craig Shirley, thank you both. We'll be right back. It's our America. We built it. Courage. Freedom. Millions go to Newsmax when they need to know. Start today on the free Newsmax app. Newsmax is real news for real people. Well, there's Pope Francis. Um, I guess you could call him a bit of a liberal when it comes to uh, matters of uh, faith. 
The AP, an unprecedented global canvassing of Catholics has called for the church to take concrete steps to promote women to decision-making roles for a radical inclusion of the LGBTQ plus community and for new accountability measures to check how bishops exercise authority. This is all coming to a head in October, we believe. Take a look at this. Some of the things, the proposals, marriage for deacons and priests, an increased role for women, and yeah, that radical inclusion of LGBTQ individuals. What does this mean? How is it going over? And we're also going to talk a little bit about Trump and religious freedom. We're joined once again by Barbara Samuels, uh, advocate, Americans for religion, freedom of religion. Welcome back, Barbara. Thank you. What do you make of this thing? So what do I make of this synod document that came out? It is a potpourri of so many things some of them very extreme compared to the normal operations of the church and some of them not. But it's a beginning step where the church is trying to get um, input from Catholics all around the world. So I know in New York, in Florida, um, all over the world, Catholics were asked to come to their diocese, to their church, and to give their opinion on di different issues. And so this is basically a poll of what came out from those meetings with Catholics around the world. So I'm not surprised that the issues that are there, they are issues we would all expect to be there. There are many people who have thought for years that women should be um, ordained into the priesthood, that does not even now seem likely from the results that they have here. Um, it, it could be more likely that women will be ordained to something called the diaconate, which is not the priesthood, but it's similar to the priesthood, although not a sacrament like the priesthood is in the Catholic Church. But they could baptize babies, they could perform marriages, they could perform uh, funerals, etc. So that may happen. So that's one big issue still to be discussed. Another issue that's going to be huge and, and could be extremely divisive, of course, is how do we uh, further include Catholics who are in non-traditional relationships? And we know that the Catholic Church recognizes marriage as, in, as between one man and one woman. But we also know, contrary to what much much of the news media would have you, have you believe. We also know that people of other inclinations are welcome in church. They are very welcome. I, I, I've talked to other friends about this over the years. We have never seen harassment or anger or even resentment toward people who come in who are either in a gay marriage or who are uh, remarried after not getting divorced, mm. etc. We've never seen that. Everyone is welcome. The difference is their lifestyle is not encouraged if it is not in keeping with the teachings of the of the Catholic Church. But they are loved, they are welcomed, and they are wanted in our churches. Barbara, so that that understood, understood, and uh, we'll know more. If you don't mind, though, I'd like to switch gears because a lot of folks don't understand when Donald Trump spoke about religion and some people winced. They didn't they thought he kind of um, well, it wasn't exactly poetic, but I'd like to play you uh, number two, please. 
I believe in family. I believe in marriage. I believe in religion. I think they ought to treat uh, religion with much more respect. I think it's a disgrace that they can do it. In America, we don't punish prayer. We don't tear down crosses. We don't ban symbols of faith. We don't muzzle preachers and pastors. In America, we celebrate faith. We cherish religion. We lift our voices in prayer and we raise our sights to the glory of God. Well, I take that back. He spoke beautifully uh, there. And uh, but tell us a little bit about what Donald Trump did for religious freedom in America that is so often overlooked or not even understood at all. I could go on for days and days and days, but with the substantial aid that Donald Trump gave to religious freedom for all Americans of all faiths. For one thing, on October 6th of 2017, very early in his administration, he issued two executive orders. The first executive order went to all executive departments and agencies and it listed the principles of religious liberty so that these agencies would be aware of the 20 most important principles of religious liberty so that they could enforce those principles throughout the government. For example, that freedom of religion is a fundamental right of paramount importance expressly protected by federal law. So this was an extensive document that went out to uh, the government. And then there was another document that went out the same day that was a memorandum for all component heads and United States attorneys. Mm. And what that did was it talked about those 20 principles mm -hmm. and it talked about how important it was that those principles be enforced throughout all every one of the agencies of the United States government. So this was a huge, huge move unprecedented and incredibly protective and encouraging to religious freedom. So that, for example, if you had a business, if you were in the business of um, placing children in foster care or in homes, you could no longer be denied participation in the government programs to do that if you, for example, did not place children in single-sex family homes. Uh -huh. You could not be denied money for your church. If forgive your church forgive me, Barbara. We're going to have to move on. Uh, more information. Look, we know Donald Trump was a hero, and you've been very important in getting that word out. And we can continue to talk and also go to AmericansForFreedomOfReligion.org. AmericansForFreedomOfReligion.org. Did I get it right that time, Barbara? Yes, you did. That's exactly correct. <laughs> Thank you so much. And to be continued, and we'll be right back. So China is getting more powerful, stronger, and closer geographically, in a way, to America. Yeah, this uh, <laughs> a military base on Cuba seems to be in the works. A military, a Chinese military base on Cuba. I mean, do you remember who? Who's old enough to remember the uh, Cuban Missile Crisis when the Soviets set up a military facility with their weapons in Cuba? We almost had World War Three. Was the world on the brink of a Holocaust? Was it our error, a mistake? 
Was there something further that should have been done or not done? His face seemed drawn, his eyes pained, almost gray. We stared at each other across the table. I felt we were on the edge of a precipice with no way off. Wow, the Cuban Missile Crisis, they took it seriously. What's Joe Biden doing? Having an ice cream cone as the Chinese are fixing to move into Cuba? Uh, why isn't this a bigger deal? It ought to be. And um, Gordon Chang, our friend and China expert, says we all need to pray that we don't have war very soon with China. I think that's a great idea. We'll be right back. Hi, it's Tony Marino, host of the Newsmax Daily Podcast, your daily news bulletin of Newsmax's top headlines, along with commentary from our hosts and experts. You can learn more about all of the free podcasts, including Newsmax Daily, Rob Carson, and Jerry Callahan at Newsmax.com slash listen. Well, I know it's not looking too good right now for the guys in that uh, mini submersible, but let's hope and pray that somehow, some way, they're safe and this will all be resolved soon. They'll be rescued soon, okay? Hope and prayers. Wow, that would be spectacular. Have a good night, everybody. I'll see you tomorrow. first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on that's nice at caskers.com we make this experience easy caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code welcome 10 for ten dollars off your first purchase get ten dollars off your first purchase with code welcome 10 at caskers.com